Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. I'm your host, Sean Dunham, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the brave little toaster, Sonny Stanger, and the lost unicorn, Jeremy Laquie. During That's me. That's you. <laughs> During our home edition episodes these past few months, you have heard a show on animated Disney films and a show on the films of Studio Ghibli. And today we tackle the non-Disney, non-Ghibli animated films. Uh, as always, please be aware of spoilers. You may find out that Littlefoot's mom is murdered. <gasps> Whoa. Sean. In the, sad- the saddest uh, start of a film in history. I'd say worse than Bambi. I was going to say Bambi who? It's Yeah, Bambi who is right. Oh, man. I had no idea. Scarred me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for whatever reason Discard him compl- more <laughs> well, yeah. This is a, com- a complete aside But uh, I've watched Bambi recently And I remembered a lot of things backwards Like I, I thought oh, you That thought things she at the start happened at the end I was so confused <laughs> God But <laughs> that's what time will do to your, your memory of Bambi I guess Yeah Um Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's talk about these non-Disney, non-animated films. Or, non-Ghibli. How did... How did these films make their way to you? Jeremy, I'm presuming, Blockbuster. Uh, I th- By way I, of. I think I think Blockbuster was a big part of it. I also think that, like... I don't know, I, you guys must have experienced this. Sean, you went to a smaller school. But, like, something would happen... And, like, people would hear about it. This wasn't a film, but uh, did you guys ever watch the cartoon of Redwall? Yeah. No. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes oh, of it. Good. And it's actually, it's way better than I remember. And, like, there's so much tension. And, like, I remember being so young, like, freaking out about it. And uh, there were people who read the books. Not, like, everyone. But, like, e- everyone would talk about episodes of it the next day at school. Like, it was just, like like, word of mouth traveling... And uh, I feel like a lot of stuff kind of circulated this way, um, more towards TV, but for animated stuff when I was younger. But uh, just like through the was... children's zeitgeist, the great yeah, because we there was no social anything. No one was texting. Sometimes I think late in the just there people was the... living in the moment, just in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true because I think at the end, like I had friends who are on MSN Messenger just for yeah. years. And uh, I could never keep up, like, all those conversations. Like, it was just impossible for me. Um, but I remember, like, people would be like, oh, did you check out this? And, like, you know, you had to, like, time your life to hit it, like, any rerun that would happen or something. Because it was cable, right? There's no PVRs. There's nothing. You have to watch it when it's live on Teletoon or whatever it is. But um, uh, Redwall definitely is one that sticks out as sort of, like... Like, the whole, I don't know, collective consciousness of Westmount Elementary was like, <laughs> we're on it. <laughs> that's a book that's way, title. Yeah. That's the way it was. You're right. <laughs> I, I swear some of these just, like, showed up in our home on VHS, and I don't know where they came from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just rando VHS films. That's what I feel like a lot of these are. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I saw some of them in the lunchroom at elementary school as well. Oh, yeah, that was a that was a place I was exposed to a lot of a lot of films in my early life. Um, but yeah, also Blockbuster probably. Like I feel like as a kid I remember mm-hmm. just like finding something with like a cartoon character on the case and then that was I'm it. Snagging it. Yeah, like I had 
I, I don't know if this is everyone's experience, but I just had piles of I'm of blank VHS tapes that my mom had right. taped like two and a half movies onto each one. Some of them you just never got to see the end. Um, That's that they, so real. I totally forgot this. Yeah, yeah. like there's a, a lot of films that I've, I'm like, I know exactly three quarters of the way through and then I've never seen the ending. Uh, did you did you guys ever know, this is like, this is just a throwback to recording things onto VHS. Did you guys ever know anyone who would record something on VHS and turn the volume down on the TV so they could watch it later uh, without the commercials? So like, like people would have the Simpsons on, hit record, turn the volume on the TV all the way down, let it play out. And then watch the thing that just recorded on a VHS tape without the commercials. Have you, did you wow. ever meet anyone? That's it's like, insane. That's like proto-PVR. Yeah, that's like 50 minutes of your time. That's it could have just been 30. That's impressive. It could have just been 30. Yeah, it's insane. You can't change the channel when that's happening, right? No. Like you can't. There's nothing. And it's not like a timer situation where you're like taping the big game while you're at work. But yeah, it's just crazy to me. Just do a Sudoku during the commercials. I mean, Sudoku wasn't a thing then. I feel like it was. Sudoku was only invented in 2016. I'm (laughs) going to Google it. I feel like Japan's had Sudoku for thousands of years, but I don't know. Um, Also, I had major anxiety as a kid because of the, before VHS, there was like, FBI, you're going to get fined for a million dollars. (laughs) And my mom and aunt, like, flagrantly recorded like would go to the <laughs> video store and just like tape 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 over them I and i would this. i would freak out also, also we didn't have a black FBI, if you're listening statute of limitations yeah it's over oh. it's over for you guys <laughs> there's no evidence we didn't Do have a blockbuster we had like a small town like joe and aaron's video stores oh yeah oh yeah um, do you guys remember those ads that were like you wouldn't steal a car Oh, yeah. So why oh, yeah. would you steal a movie? Or like saw, an MP3. Yeah. I'm like, I, I saw would 100% absolutely steal of those ads on a burnt DVD. If I could like download I... a car, though, a Hondo P, <laughs> I would. Oh, if I if the car if I had access to that car like that, easily. Well, with Just 3D saying. printing, you download them. Okay, you guys, here's the here's what's up on Sudoku. Okay, great. Uh, oh. So, um, it was it was prominent in French newspapers since 1979, uh, but it only begun to gain widespread popularity in 86 when it was published by the Japanese puzzle company. And it didn't really get nuts and appear literally everywhere until 2004. Thanks, so. Jeremy. Uh, and you're back on go. Sudoku cast on CTTR. <laughs> <laughs> puzzle cast. <laughs> um, okay. Are there benefits to not being under in the Disney system of being an animated yes. film? What do you, mm-hmm. what do you think? I feel like some of the non-Disney films can be a bit darker, a bit more... I feel, like, I feel the opposite. You feel the opposite? Really? I don't know. I, I'm just but... thinking of, like, Secret of Nim. Oh, yeah. Like, All Dogs Go to Heaven, even, is pretty dark. Oh, even never mind. Even the Pebble and realized... the Penguin is, like, pretty scary. I'm actually on your side, sorry. I misunderstood how you phrased oh. that. <laughs> you know what, Sean? I... That was nice for us to have just one moment of conflict. Oh, yeah. never, that, was, that never happened. I was happens. blown away. I was terrified. But even if you think of something like Shrek, mm. which, like, has a lot of reflexivity and, like, really funny moments that could never fly under the Disney banner, you know, like, like jokes about, like, the Muffin Man and the, um, uh, you know, the Gingerbread Man. Like, he's literally being tortured. Yeah. In milk. He's being drowned in milk. 
and being tortured. Like, that's awful. And Disney would never allow that. But I mean... They don't allow milk boarding in the, no. in the mouse of the house. Not, a t- not, a t- not at all. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's there otherwise. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I would say that the non-Disney animated films that we've watched... Uh, I'm just looking over some of the lists we have, and we ta- they tackle deforestation, extinction, like asylum mm. seekers, prejudice. They've got mm. a death galore. They've got a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I watched uh, Anastasia. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, like a very real scenario that you're kind of adding a wizard to. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's kind of... But, uh, you know, at the start of that, you're showing like what these Russian people really had to live through in, like, being super poor and all this kind of stuff. And they sort of just, like, brush up, like, they're like, people yeah, are poor. And then we, it's a bit propaganda-y. You know, we it's okay, we're good, you know, they can't afford to get where they're going, so they're gonna walk. Like, that's the kind of, uh, but I mean, you know, I doubt, I doubt Disney would touch that. <laughs> well, right, even just the idea of, like, what happened to the Romanov family... Yes. Which is, like, kind of implied at the beginning of that film. And you're like, oh, are they going to show us the firing squad or not? Nah? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, yeah. they don't, obviously. But, yeah, yeah. even – or even, like, <laughs> Rasputin and sort of the way he's coded and sort of, like, the whole mythology of him and his sexuality, I feel it kind of comes through. Also, do you feel like the Rasputin in Anastasia is kind of coded in an anti-Semitic way? Because I felt like that uh, a little bit. Am- uh, through how? Through what? Just some of his like characteristics. I don't know. You know what? Maybe. Let's not. Let's, Let's not even. You know what? Uh, We're scared of that. I changed my mind. Honest, honest, honestly, it probably is. Like I, like I don't, I don't. I feel like it's subtle, but, up, but I just was like, mm, that nose and like his long fingernail. Like I just was like, mm, I'm getting a red flag. You know? Yeah. But and like, um, well, it the way matter. you know, was this like? I don't think we mean to be raking Hank Azaria over the pitchforks here, but he plays Bartok the Bat. Oh, yeah. Of course. And, uh, you know, there's things going on there, too, yeah. that, like, don't fit. And he's comic relief, right? Like, that's essentially what it is. But, uh, you know, how do you how you arrive at some of the solutions they did to move that plot forward? I don't know. It's I have wild. No idea. Yeah. But also, I forgot that Bartok was, like, one of my comedic influences as a child. <laughs> and I used to absolutely do that voice for the other children. Really? Probably that's one of my a, first voices I ever did. That's a good comedic jump off. Yeah. That's true. Um, speaking of Russia, uh, uh, American Tale is something I used to watch when I was a kid. Mm. About like a Russian Jewish family, the Mouskowitzes, uh, essentially like fleeing Russia because their houses are being burned uh, like, and they go to seek asylum in America. What? A, and then one gets washed out to sea. Oh like, yeah! Can you imagine pitching this to someone? <laughs> and then don't they face a lot of adversity in America? Yeah, because they believe yeah. that there's no cats in America. Oh right. And then fake out there. <gasps> That's are totally cats a metaphor for anti-Semitism mm-hmm. and fascism. Yeah, yes. yeah. But mm-hmm. and and I think like I think there's a lot of clear lines to people sort of you know even in. We've mentioned this before, but like Fern Gully has a very direct yeah. sort of message that I think everyone can easily understand about who the good guy is and who the bad guy is and what that looks like. But um, I, I feel like there's a lot of freedom here for these people to like really cram in that meaning. And it might come down to the fact that like these take years to make. 
right? Yeah. Like it's it's not a quick process. So you think about these things and you change and add and, um, you know, like uh, well we talked about this for Studio Ghibli, but you know, there's there's meaning just like inserted absolutely everywhere. At times it's exhausting, and uh, you know I don't know that the rescuers is that level of of depth or <laughs> no. anything, but like. It's there, like, you know. If you People compare the rescuers, if you compare the rescuers to the secret of Nim, like <laughs> that's why it's why. Yeah, these mice are living different lives. <laughs> yeah, different. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, in American Tale, I discovered a prototype for Brooklyn the film because there's a little uh, Irish redhead mouse that meets a a brash Italian mouse, and they <laughs> and they form a kind of loving. <laughs> Relationship, a little baby Saoirse Ronan. Mouse? I think Saoirse Ronan owes a great deal to the mouses of American Tale. <laughs> the mouses, <laughs> the mouses. And um, there's but also you know, was, a mouse that was someone inspired. There's a mouse that I was watching, and I was like, "Oh, this mouse is doing like a weird Madeline Kahn impression from Blazing Saddles." Because <laughs> she's like, she's like, "I'm whining a feline." And then I looked up the voice actors, and it is Madeline Kahn. <laughs> I love just that doing for her. Best. Yeah, she's just like you know what? Let me dust off a few. Yeah, she's like I I got this voice just in the can. We'll yeah. pull it out. I love it. Uh, you know, what, guys, I'm I'm gonna be straight up right now. I am for the first time realizing that an American Tale and Five of Ghouls West are the same <laughs> world. What? I totally, I didn't even put it together right now. What? You just thought it was a different Russian family? I just didn't, I just didn't even, I didn't even think of it until right now. Wow. Is American Tale the first one and then Five of Ghouls West Yeah, the, the first one's when yeah. they come to America and the second one's when they go out, that, out the actual west. Ti- <laughs> the actual title is An American Tale, Five of Ghouls West. <laughs> but, uh... That box art is very misleading. That's really funny. <laughs> well, his, oh my god! Uh, yeah, my mind is blown right now, you guys. Um, his sister Tanya, she is uh, a singer in the first one, and then she becomes a real entertainer in the second one. That's the that's the arc that I like to follow when I was a kid. She entertained an I entire saloon. I should rewatch these. They're, I don't remember. They're good. Those. I want to rewatch them mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um. Okay. Can we talk about one that? I am fascinated by, which is The Land Before Time. Yes. Yes. Because you guys presumably have seen this. Oh, yeah. Um, I identify as a Sarah with a ducky rising. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like Petrie. Uh, Cute. I, I don't want to be a Sarah. She's, she's so stubborn. Bossy. She gets them in trouble. <laughs> Also, mm-hmm. I was today years old. Oh, and then I also do have a, a dash of spikes thrown in. C-E-R-A. Oh, you got a little spike. Yeah, Sarah, like Triceratops. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was exposed to these. I really hate them <gasps> a lot. And uh, I have... Yeah, I know. I, I didn't like them when I was young. I don't know. So why, you've I don't always know. been like this. <laughs> yeah, that's well with Land Before Time, but uh, I just I don't know if I had seen Jurassic Park first, and this was it was too built up or something. But um, I well I I would say I watched it for the show, but I tried to watch it for the show. You didn't watch any <laughs> of the thirteen uh, sequels. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like like that dinosaur has to grow up at some point, right? How many adventures? Because no, it's outside time. Well, I think that time. I think that in one of the sequels they encounter aliens. Like I think I things think very much jump the shark. Ancient or aliens, whatever prehistoric shark. <laughs> jump, yeah, jump the mega. What's yeah, it? jump the megalodon. The meg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a sharp tooth. Uh, no, not sharp tooth, but the meg. Okay. Um, and this Come one on, is Jeremy. very. This tackles some prejudice stuff where it's like mm-hmm. long necks don't talk to three horns, but oh fake out they all band together. And well, and isn't isn't there even a thing with like the sharp tooth where they meet a baby sharp tooth maybe? Oh, I think so. This is like deep in happens. the recesses of my mind, so could be fictional, but I think that happened. Which raises the question: If you meet a sharp tooth when you're a baby, would you kill it? <laughs> That's or... something that they really have to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I personally whole... am a fan of the um, the concept of the evil evil baby orphanage, as originated by the Vlog Brothers on YouTube. <laughs> That's me showing my nerd colors from the mid two thousands, but. Basically, the concept is if you had time travel, you could go back in time and take the, the babies who will become evil and put them in an orphanage and sort of set them straight, keep an eye on them. But Oh. Hmm. So maybe that's oh, what so we that could has, do with the sharp teeth. That, that has nothing to do with the land before time. No, I'm that's just saying, you're... Sean was asking the moral quandary, do you kill the sharp tooth? And I'm just saying. <laughs> the answer is the yes, Sean. Um, okay, so is <laughs> if it's a non-Disney, is DreamWorks the warring house that we're working with? I think so. It's it's like I, DreamWorks or Blonde, Don Bluth. Yeah, Don Bluth. I, I think uh, I think you're right. I think that's sort of the 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 two camps sort of fighting at one another. Um, I do think there's a lot more. Like once you get into TV, I think that there's a lot more sort of uh, I don't know Variety? fracture and well, yeah, but also just like there's no like you know feature film wise, like that's the whole list. Those three. Disney, Don Bluth, and um, DreamWorks. Like, that's it. I should say right now, to reference my blind spot, is that I don't have a ton of television cartoon non-Disney references. Mm. That's that's okay, Sean. That's what I mostly have. So will a puzzle piece fit together? We're like Jack Spratt and the wife. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) Um, Okay. We've watched a lot, or we're talking about a lot of elder films. Have, uh, have you guys seen any non-Disney of this year or in the last, or in the recents? I'm trying to think what the, like, most recent one that I've seen is. And it I honestly think... might be Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which came out, like, almost ten years ago, I think. Or, as friend of the show Christy says, Quackum and Quackum 2. And she doesn't <laughs> like to say the entire title. Oh, God. I didn't know what you were saying just then. <laughs> It took me a whole. Um, have you guys seen How to Train Your Dragon? There's three of them. I saw the first one, like, when it came out. Um, all three of them are really good. Like, like I, I kind of just sort of dismiss them as whatever. But um, uh, as as a set of three, they're so strong. Um, they keep most of the cast throughout. There's real, like horrible things that happen to these people that they have to deal with. Like, there's, like, loss of limbs, loss of family members, all that kind of stuff. Loss um, of limb? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, but, uh, like, the whole sort of movement of all three and watching the lead character hiccup, hiccup grow is really cool. Like, it's it's really good. 
Um, and uh, it's sort of like his relationship to the like to the dragon and how it sort of grows and they grow apart from one another, which is sort of illogical. But um, uh, if you can watch all three in a row, I highly recommend. I'm gonna it do is, it. That sounds fun. It's really good, and uh, the the music like. It's like they wrote the theme with, like, three movies in mind, because it just, like, works from moment to moment, and, like, the themes that they have throughout, and there's no way that, like, they did not sign Gerard Butler on for three movies. Like, that did not happen. <laughs> right. But, uh, um, like, they just kept building this world, and it's it's super great. Is like, he it's the really dad? Cool. Yeah. He's not a yeah, dad. No. He's not a dragon. No, the dragons don't talk, Sean. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, my mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what are you talking about? I had about? no idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> How embarrassing. Why do you think they need to be trained? God. Um, but, uh, no. Maybe they were remember... vocally trained. I didn't know. That's that's fair. Um, I, uh, I Well, I obviously watch these with the child of the show. Um, but uh, I remember we watched the third one, and it was like, was that really good? Like, was that, like, a really satisfying, like end to this whole sort of thing and like since then they've made countless little tv shows and other things but uh how to train your dragon is a very good watch okay like it's it's pretty good i watched the adams family last night oh how was it well it was fun okay so i i love the adams family right uh oh. and so i was i was both interested and hesitant about an upcoming cartoon uh, and it was, it was both, I guess. It was, like, obviously the voice talent is crazy. Like, they're all, like, Charlize Theron is Morticia. Oscar Isaac is Gomez. Dang. Uh, oh, man. Finn, Does it work? Look Finn Wolfhard is, uh, Pugsley. Like, every okay, single person. I have person. to watch this. It's really oh weird. God. It's like, Finn Wolfhard, like, Pugsley barely says anything. And it's just like... <laughs> Like, Snoop Dogg is Cousin It, who literally doesn't speak. And I don't understand, like, why they have such a hardcore voice talent. But there's a very fun character of uh, Margot Needler, as played by Allison Janney. And she, uh, she has, like, a HGTV show where she renovates people's houses. And she wants to renovate their scary mansion, and obviously they're not into it. And she has this massive sculpted hair. That is like is really iconic, and this uh, like every woman in an animated film has the most bodacious like thigh butt ratio. Yeah, like, why is that always the thing? And like the teeth, the nipped little waist, and then this huge badonk, and yeah, uh, and then that tapers down to a teensy tiny little ankle. Yeah, it's those, very weird. Tiny feet. I feel like it's in all of them too. It's like Pixar, Disney. I, I, I think it's I think it's just an exaggeration thing. Like all features become bigger when they're animated. Yeah, they're and just I, like, yeah, oh, you got a mom. Why. She's smoke show. She's got a dump truck. <laughs> she's got a major. She's got dumps like a truck. She's double cheeked up on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. I'm gonna do the whole dang thing wow. here. Uh, anyway. Ooh. Anyway, so, yeah, it was fun, but also, yeah, the characters didn't look like any sort of, like, <laughs> I yeah, guess the... how was the aesthetic? The aesthetic is kind of weird. Wednesday's face really weirded me out. She's just a long, tall head with, mm. like, uh, her hair was these two hangman's nooses, which kind of was a choice, a strange choice. 
I don't know. I I guess I'm still working through it. I don't You're know. still processing. I don't know really what if I liked it or not, but it was it was it was a good show. Good choice. Well, I kind of want to check it out now. Yeah, me too. Did they up. make Did they make Gomez and Morticia sufficiently horny for each other? Oh, that's they are important horned up. They're okay. very horned. Yeah. <laughs> that's important to me. That's a huge part of the relationship, right? Like that's. Sean, do we that's have all they got? Do we have time for me to tell you about a cursed journey I went on yesterday? <laughs> If you can do it in about two minutes. I, I'll start. I'll start at least. So then we can talk about more if we want start to. Start the cursed journey. I watched all the Shrek sequels yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it started off really strong because I think Shrek 2 might be the best of them. Best of the Shrek films. Better well, even than the original. Well, as a Justin Timberlake fan, I'm sure. Well, exactly. Really? And I, I, Jennifer, what's her face? I like the Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> oh, uh, Yeah. Like that's pretty nuts. Like that gets like they're clearly out of ideas, but like like that's a cool way to sort of get really weird with what's going on. Yeah, in the fourth one, they fully establish a separate timeline. So yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh, wild. Has it left you scarred, Sonia? Actually, to be it? honest, I pretty much enjoyed it all the way through. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I expected them to get a lot worse, and like they do definitely. They, they, like you said, they, like, run out of ideas and lose the plot a bit, but it's fun all the way through. Mm. Well, let's, let's put a pin in Shrek. Um, <laughs> it's time to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. You can use this time to spin a web and save a pig's life. You are listening to 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Bye. We're back. We will talk more animated films, but first we'll play a little game lovingly called The Game. Blah, blah, it's blah, game blah, time, blah. people. Preemptive <laughs> oh. <laughs> horn. I got too excited. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I swear uh, this never who... happens. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, The Game is where I spend like 25 minutes this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen or heard about. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Are you two ready to play the game? Yeah! This week's title is Your Face. That title again, Your Face. Your Face. Your Face. Um, I can start. Okay. I believe it is about uh, a sleepy little town where... Uh, a warlock moves in down the street mm-hmm. and starts doing experiments with um, with how to change how people look, and accidentally um, every blows everyone's faces off. The <gasps> faces all just like run amok throughout the city, and everyone's just left with this blank, uh, just flesh-colored face, and they yeah. have to run around and like feel around to try and find their face and people are all wearing each other's faces and it's mad cappery until the warlock figures out a way to fix it oh man wow. that, that could also be the title for face off yeah <laughs> it's basically a, a fun face off a fun face off sonia i think that your face is an animated film and kind of in the style of um inside out and it's about all of the little <laughs> All of the little beings that live inside of you and control the various parts of your face. So there's like Mm. the person who controls the nose, the person who controls the mouth. And basically it's about a teenager 
who is just, like, going through a hard time, their body's changing, and their face is all out of whack. And they're like, why do I look like this? Why does my face do this? Why do I make these weird faces when I'm in social situations? And it's about the the beings, the inner face beings, just, like, getting it together, you know, and figuring things out. And the, the pimple guy shows up. Yes. And he's just, like, oh, poking holes through the skin. Exactly. Raging. The pimple guy is way overactive. And they have to learn how to manage him. Oh, yeah. my God. Wow. Yeah. Sonya. That sounds explosive. Um, as per usual, you're both uh, not close in any way, shape, or form. Darn. But I really like what you guys brought out. I would watch both of those. Those sound really cool. Um, Your Face is 1987, animated short film by Bill Plimpton. It's uh, three minutes. Sorry? I um, do? Bill Plimpton. Oh. <laughs> uh, what did you think I said? I thought you meant former president, Bill Clinton. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... It received an, a nomination for uh, Best Animated Short Film at the 60th Academy Awards. Wow. So it was kind of a big deal. Um, it's uh, it's kind of hard to describe. It's um, it's a man singing, and his face starts like wandering around his upper torso and head. And then it sort of spins around, and then it becomes like weird different shapes, and his full head turns around. And it's this really crazy sort of weird thing. Um, Bill Plimpton's a pretty pro- prolific animator in the States. Um, he's kind of a weird dude, but he's pretty, like, he's anti-Disney in the way that, like, his work is not what Disney would do at all. He really likes Disney stuff, and he got a job offer from them once. But, um, yeah, it's kind of this weird, kind of crazy, uh, crazy thing. And, uh, it's on YouTube, the whole thing, and you should check it out. Is he Martha Plimpton's dad? I would say <laughs> I would honestly assume yes. Probably. Nepotism, honey. <laughs> uh, the, the game is, of course, brought to you by the largest theater in town, standing tall at over 869 spirit bears, because there's no other measurement I can think of to recommend. Well, it's just so uh, standard. Exactly. It's true. Everyone knows yes. a spirit bear size, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we all know how big that is. Uh, the Kramer, no, wait, yep. oh my god. Yeah, sorry. The Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center. I thought I was supposed to say the other part first. Um, we miss you. Someday we'll be back to watch giant spirit bears roam across the free screen once again. Across again. the spirit planes. Or <laughs> the spirit planes. Oh my god. Um, you guys, there's something else going on. Oh yeah? Regi- Regi- <laughs> Tell me about Regina- it, Jair. Regina Community Radio needs your support. Buy or renew a membership during the 2020 CJTR membership drive on now and running until August 14th. So this is the last time you'll hear us talk about it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, with many businesses suffering during this COVID economy, CJTR's value business partners have been forced to reduce their advertising dollars. While CJTR has taken steps to tighten our own belts, this is a very real possibility of community radio disappearing. No! no! <laughs> Did you know that the best way to support 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio during these tough times is to buy a CJTR membership? Every new or renewed membership will receive a lawn or window sign showing your support for the station, plus lots of cool benefits tied to each membership level, while supplies last. And you guys, there's only two left, <gasps> so... There's only two infinite memberships left, only so Only two hurry. supplies left! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, help us weather the storm and show, share, shout your support for people-powered radio. Buy a membership online today to reap the benefits and get a lawn or window sign and help secure our future. Visit cjtr.ca slash membership for full details and to buy or renew your membership today. 
Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right, speaking of sha sha sha, let's talk about Shrek again. Yeah, sha sha yeah. Shrek. Um, <laughs> did you guys have more to say? I've only seen the first two. I don't. Oh. I don't know any of these plot points you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I hadn't seen any of the others. Um, should we do a re- do you want us to do a little recap for you, Sean? Let's let's jump in, yeah. Yeah, just, okay, so just tell me what the gang gets up to. This so yeah. the second one, as you know, they're invited to go visit Fiona's parents in Far Far Away, and obviously that doesn't go as planned because they didn't know that she had turned into an ogre or that her husband was an ogre, which I feel was an oversight and could have been communicated mm-hmm. in advance, but Probably um, definitely. And then the fairy godmother's there, and Shrek tries to steal a potion that will turn him handsome so that he can be the husband that Fiona wants him to be, yada, yada, yada. We realize that we're better off as our true selves. Got it. There it goes. Uh, Mm -hmm. And there's an amazing uh, musical number by the fairy godmother, as played by Jennifer Jennifer Saunders. Saunders. I knew I would get it. That was a mind meld. Um, Then in the third one... Wait, what happens? Is the third one the Rumpelstiltskin one? No, that's the fourth one. No, that's the fourth one. Uh, I believe. Let me. I'm just gonna give it a quick goog here, just so I. I'm sure if I see the cover. Um, Is that Puss in Boots? He has to go find the heir. Yes, played by Justin Timberlake. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh. Arthur. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's, I guess it's... I have seen this one. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Shrek uh, is. To become the king, he really doesn't want to do that. So uh, he finds out that there's another heir to the throne. So if he can go retrieve that person uh, and bring him back, uh, all while Prince Charming is trying to uh, take the throne for him. Right, he's trying to do a coup with mm-hmm. all the villains. Do a coup. Yes. And then in the, in the fourth one, Shrek makes a, a deal with Rumpelstiltskin that has horrifying effects. Every it time you get so in bed dark. with that guy, something goes wrong. He creates the darkest timeline, basically. Yeah. Where oh. he never rescued Fiona, so she just remained an ogre. Mm-hmm. And she becomes this, like, warrior yeah, princess. Yeah, she's, she's really cool, With all actually. the other ogres. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and it's a little terrifying. And he realizes I mean, if- the value of what he had with his family. Because, oh, yeah, also mm-hmm. they have three babies. Yeah. Who are... Oh horrifying looking <laughs> they kind of look cute? like the mandrakes from harry potter oh kind of but green um you guys should also know that there has been uh an ungodly amount Infinity. of 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 shrek spinoffs for holiday specials and various different things some just starring puss in boots some doing all these other things uh there is one i would like to bring up which i've brought up before and i'll bring up again and it's a Halloween special where they're, oh, yeah. they're telling scary stories. And um, uh, there's, a, there's a dream that Donkey has where he is being eaten by a giant waffle. <laughs> and it is the best. That's it is funny. so funny. It's, it's very quick. But uh, yeah, it's, it's such, it was such a throwaway line. And to make it so important later is great. Um, and of course, the full cast returns every single time. Because I assume they just get money. Money. Oh, like, you're not saying no, any of that Shrek money. No. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what I love is that they just jam-pack these things with jokes. So, it's kind of hard to be mad. Because even when it's bad, there's probably a really dumb joke just around the corner to make you laugh and forget that you were annoyed by how dumb the thing is. So that I, I appreciate. That. Yeah. yeah. And again, Shrek's a lot about, like, playing with... Because we all know these fairy tales and stuff, right? So, like, 
mushing them together and doing different weird things with them. And uh, I think it works really well. Yeah. Especially, like, even from the get-go, where they're, like, rounding up all the fairy tale things, and John Lithgow's given the performance of his life as Lord Farquaad. And, like, it's just, you know, ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Genius. A lot of good performances in this franchise, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I also watched this week a film called Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. I, I, I literally, I didn't know, I, I don't know if anyone would know it. It seems very Studio Ghibli vibes. It looks like it. Um, and, but it's also just like dark and about a child's nightmares. Oh, and then no. he, it's very scary. And then he goes to like, to Slumberland, but then there's also Nightmare Land, which has a dark villain. The Nightmare Land kidnaps the king. You know, it's it seems it's very as I'm describing it, it's very very dreamlike in it and nightmare like. Uh, there's creepy, like there's a gang of these weird sidekicks that all can just like congeal into each other and create other shapes, Ugh. and they're just oh disgusting. God. Ugh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I watched it. It's on YouTube. I don't know if I suggest it again, but I do just. I saw the image and it brought back a flood of horrifying memories. Oh, so this wow. is something from your childhood. That I saw in my childhood and then just recently watched this mm. movie. Wow. Woof. Um, have you guys ever seen Heavy Metal, the movie? Don't Heavy? think so. No? Heavy Metal, yeah. Uh, so it's based off the comic book Heavy Metal, which is always like this like post-apocalyptic, like really 80s-style like weird stuff. And sometimes it's in the future, and sometimes it's not, and it's this weird... Anyway, they made a movie in the 80s, I assume, and uh, it's sort of these, like, just different stories sent around this ball that makes people evil. Um, a lot of really awkward cartoon nudity. Um, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, a lot of, like, really rough storylines, and, like, um, because each thing is sort of like a 10, 10 or 20 minute, like, uh, I don't know, little sort of snapshot... Uh, people die a lot, and there's all these, like, really... But it's really, like... I, it's hard to describe it without sort of knowing what the heavy metal comic book is like. Um, and it's just this, like, these crazy stories that... Uh, I, I watched it again this week, and every time I watch it, I'm like, how is this a thing? Like, how did anyone think up all these things <laughs> and make it... Um, but there's a ton of famous voices in it, and again, like, it was small commitments, because... There's no one, there's sort of a thread through, but not really. But uh, if you're really into some, like, adult R-rated cartoon action, heavy metal is for you. I don't really like cartoons being bad. Mm. Or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, like, I don't know, adult cartoons are, like, people are obsessed with, but I just, like, it doesn't seem to be my jam. What about things like, like BoJack Horseman or Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers or Archer? How do you feel about those, Sean? I've watched a few and just not delved further. Interesting. Really? Because I would oh, see, man. I could see you really liking BoJack, especially. Yeah, BoJack's it, so it, it's like it's dark. Yeah, it's it's depressing. BoJack is a downer, and then when you think you can't get any lower. Boy, howdy, does it just take you yeah. down. I started trying to do, like, a rewatch towards the beginning of quarantine, and I got, like, partway into season one, and I was just like, I don't think this is what I need right now. <laughs> no. I think in the third season, 
I think it was season three. There's sort of like a thing that happens or almost happens, and it bummed me out so much I can't go back. And like it, like it, it was too hard of a hit. Is like it, it was the thing just with like the deer. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, Whoa. what it's a, not what what a horrible think. person. It's not what you think, but it's yeah. like it, it goes Ooh. it goes to such a dark place. And I think like really responds to some of the things that we're grappling with as a society in some really interesting oh, yeah. ways in terms of like men and power and sexual mm-hmm. power and like. Yeah, it gets it gets deep. Mm-hmm. But also like that relationship to fame and like yeah. like like how an individual deals with what that is mm-hmm. because for a long time it was really unhealthy, right? It still is, but for a really long it, like it just went unchecked and you have like child stardom and all these different sort of things and dealing with it is just sort of horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it like just... makes it so bleak. Yeah, but and, then, and then oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just to veil it with like their animals, mm-hmm. you know, like like to fully put like, oh no, this is a cartoon show, and you know, Mister Peanut Butter acts this way because he's a golden retriever. Yeah, you know, like just yeah. like like what are we? Yeah, I love it. It's crazy. But then on the other hand, like Bob's Burgers will always make me feel better when I'm sad. So yeah, yeah. I've I've have enjoyed some Bob's Burgers. I love. The mother. She's very fun. <laughs> crackers and wine. Mommy's got a crackers <laughs> and wine in bed. Oh, Bobby. I love Linda. She's great. I, She's very good. I, st- I haven't been, like, I haven't gotten into it yet. I've seen a bit of it, and everything about it I like, and I just haven't, I don't know why. Yeah, you gotta just get in I'm, there. I'm not sure. Um, I would be, uh, I would hurt myself physically if we did this episode and did not talk about Rick and Morty. Mm. Um, have you guys seen and watched Rick and Morty? I like it, but I don't like its fandom. Oh, what's that? Just, I don't know. I I feel like there's a certain type of online Rick and Morty fan who feels a certain kind of way about women and thinks you're the dumbest person on earth if you don't have deep feelings about the show. If you're not rolling on the floor laughing about Sheshwan's songs or whatever. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. my god. No, uh I do think Rick and Morty is one of the best things being made right now. Mm-hmm. Like I I it's top tier for me. Um and uh you know, they've got like 10 well, the six more seasons coming that they've planned out, I think. Oh my um, god. But uh yeah, no, I really really enjoy uh Rick and Morty quite a lot. <laughs> I like it more than I expected to. Because, yeah. you know, like, sometimes that the, those kind of, like, abrasive, like, complex characters really aren't for me. But mm-hmm. um, just the, like, sheer absurdity and creativity of the show, I think, really, really brings it around yeah. for me. And they do a good job of, like, having pretty real moments. Yeah. Yeah, they're not a lot. <laughs> like, like, yeah. But, you know, how does someone react when this crazy thing is happening, I think is interesting. Yeah. Sean, have you watched um, no, a guy I was seeing for a bit really liked it, and he tried to make me watch a few, and I was like, okay, like, he's a pickle, but I was... Pickle Rick. <laughs> he was a pickle now, but, yeah, I, it, it didn't stick that long. I could see that. That's an amazing Neither the relationship, nor the, the liking the film. Oh. Um, anyway, well, I, we can say a bit adieu to these animated films, and maybe slip into what you're watching. Let's do it. This is 
the section called What You Watchin'? <laughs> Segways. <laughs> you know it's important to me that there's a clear signal that we're moving into that segment, Sean, so I appreciate that. Um, what do you guys got some eyes on this week? I don't have a ton to report. Um, I, after getting back from the cabin this past week, was just Brag like, much. Mm, I'm just going to put on something kind of easy that I can just have in the background. And thus began a Gilmore Girls rewatch, which I am now so deep into that I haven't watched anything else except Shrek. And I can't wow. stop, oh and God. I think it's changing my brain. Um, I don't Speaking have Speaking of another parent with a child named Rory. <laughs> yes, exactly. <sighs> I don't have anything, like, groundbreaking to say about it. Um, I just love that show. It's like a warm hug to me. I love the quippy dialogue. I love the characters. I love how fictional the whole world is. Like, it's not a, it's not the real world at all, but yeah. I enjoy Th- it anyway. Those people have no problems. They have no actual issues just that like I have the, ever seen. Just boy problems, mostly. The problem <laughs> is, like, the fall... The fall festival is running a little behind. <laughs> that, honest to God, you guys, that is like the whitest yes, show. Yes. I've, like it is, it is just like sandwich, white bread and mayo sandwich after white bread mayo sandwich after, like continually. Yes. Um, at like a relentless speed, and therefore has its problems. But to take it just as what it is, as just like this fictional yeah. entity, um, it feels real good to just live in that bubble. I'll tell you what. The stars hollow bubble. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I would like to talk about uh, a short series. I hate to break form here, but it's a <gasps> Disney movie that uh, that I have watched before. I haven't seen... I, the, the, the second one is new to me, which is why it's coming up. But Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It mm. Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, are both really good. <laughs> like, painfully good. Uh, in the second one... Have you guys seen it? I haven't no. seen either. Uh, there's a scene where they go to the internet, like that's the whole sort of point. Um, the first one has one of the best twists in movie history, I think. It's wild. Um, but uh, the second one, they go to Disney Online, and the uh, Penelope, the little girl from the racing game, who is Ralph's friend, gets put into this room with all the Disney princesses. And oh, yeah. if 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 you don't watch, like even just look up that one scene on YouTube, I think I've it seen is it. So it's really good. funny. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a really like John C. Riley does a really great d- job. S- Sarah Silverman does a really great job, and uh, Kenneth from Thirty Rock, whose name I don't actually know, I love him. Um, also does a great job, and it's just uh, like super fun and crazy, and they kind of have this like arcade world that like doesn't make any sense but like this is how you get to the internet from the wi-fi box and that's enough that's all you need to know so uh check it out if you have not because they're good i would like to watch that yeah um so i watched a film called ready or not that i was very excited about uh before quarantine and -hmm. then it didn't go to theaters or maybe it did for a very small amount of time and but now it's on crave and it's about, it stars Samara Weaving as a lady that marries into a r- really rich family that made their fortune from board games or games. And mm-hmm. they have a ritual that every time someone marries in, they have to play a game that is drawn randomly. And one of the games, if you pick it, is hide and seek. And it's it's where, if you pick it, everyone tries to kill you. <laughs> and uh, it's only happened once before in the family's history, and she's like the second. But... 
so this in, this really rich family is all just like starting to try and kill her in this huge mansion and it's very wackadoo and bloody and gross and very funny and dark and i just had a great time uh sean can i ask why you seem drawn to these movies where people hunt other people this is not the first time it's come up man this is not uh, a thing of my life i don't know why it's just like the i love it's very cozy to get into a, a sprawling manor like in like a, a weird family a rich family that all like start turning on each other it's very agatha christie <laughs> i don't know i i love it and also andy mcdowell stars as the matriarch and as everything she does she's iconic she just like has a southern drawl she has a, like a big like bag of hair down to her waist that she's whipping around <laughs> and she <laughs> she's like carrying a shotgun and just like well hi darling and she's like <laughs> taking aim it's so good Honestly, if Andy McDowell isn't doing a southern accent and doesn't have a giant wig, I'm not interested. I, no, I'd, I'd be, like, if she was bald and had a British one, I'd watch it. I'm not going um, for that. I don't need she it. She might be able to pull off bald and British, but she's at her best and yes. she's southern. I, oh, that I would certainly agree with, yeah. Like, her, like her, she did a star-making turn in Magic Mike XXL. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's very, it's kind of similar to that character. Then I'm 100% in. I'm watching it. Right now. Yeah. After Gilmore Girls. <laughs> After Gilmore Girls is done. Yeah. Oh, God. I have like six more seasons. <laughs> Honestly, you can skip the last one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that mini, that whatever. Oh, sorry. Uh, or do you mean the I whole season? The, the last two seasons. Yeah. yeah woof. Wow. Um, so, yeah. That's about it. Anything else? <laughs> uh, I've also, have you guys, um, I like, I feel like in my life, there's this thing that happens where, like, fads happen, and they pass by, and then for whatever reason, Jeremy, like, way too late, just gets into them. <laughs> I've I don't know, done that like, before. Like, I, I don't know. But, like, I've been on this, I think it was maybe the Bill and Ted re, uh, three trailer that got me into it, but I've been watching, like, all these Keanu Reeves movies for no real reason, and uh, I started watching, have you guys seen Constantine? No, but no. someone told me to watch it. It's like it's it's it shouldn't work and it's nuts, but like it's just like Keanu came in and like he and Rachel Weiss are just like, let's just do this. Let's just knock this out of the park with everything we have. And it's like nuts. Like it just makes no sense. Um oh, what's the lead singer of Bushes? What's that band? He's a villain in it. Like it's just it just wow. I just don't understand. Gavin Rossdale, is that his Gavin yeah. the one who's yeah. married to um yeah. Gwen Stefani? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he's just like this, like demon in a suit. It just uh, like it, it doesn't make any sense. That's and what she wrote not... her divorce papers. Yeah. Whoa! Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I've I've seen it before a few times, but it's just super enjoyable. And I don't know, like I think you guys know how there's like movies that are like over the line, where it's just like we know this isn't good. Like this is not a quality thing. Super. You know, but uh, let's, you know, let's drown Rachel Weiss in a bathtub. Let's go do that. Let's just go do it. That Bam. sounds great. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, not really. It was in All the right. trailer. Everyone get into Constantine. We'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their theme song, Manitina. 
Uh, thanks for ever, to everyone at CJTR and LVU for lending us your ears. The show's broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow, and have a great night. See ya. Bye. Bye.